Okay, let's get started with Parshas Nitzavim, Tavshin Ayin Vav. That is the last time we'll be saying Tavshin Ayin Vav, the last year for uh, this cycle. Um, we'll see if we have time over the, uh, the Chagim to give uh, any on Azinu uh, Vizos Abracha. Can't promise, depending on time. But really, then, this is the last of the... Uh, of the eight year, the eighth year of uh, of our shiurim, which Baruch Hashem will uh, continue uh, after after Yantif in Tavshin Ayin Zayin. But now we have Nitzavim, we have Rosh Hashanah. We'll focus uh, as we always do, mostly on the parsha. But on all of these parshios, all these thoughts are related to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Kadosh Baruch Hu has it all planned out that all these parshios are all about Tshuva Vechul. So we start with the beginning of the parsha. You're all standing here. Moshe Rabbeinu is still his big pep talk that is all of Sefer Dvarim. From the beginning, the five weeks from Rosh Chodesh Shvat all the way until Zion Adar. We're getting towards the end now. We're getting close to um, to the time that uh, we're going to read the last eight Sukkim of the Torah, talking about Moshe's uh, Ptira. But the Pasuk says here, Moshe says, You're all standing here. Everyone is standing here. This is a continuation of the new covenant, the new bris that we spoke about last week that Moshe Rabbeinu made in Arvos Moav. If you look in the Mayana Shal Torah, he quotes from the Alshech HaKadosh. says the Alshech, Tamid haya Moshe medaber tchila el anasiyim v'yacharkach al bnei Yisrael. Most often, as Rashi quoted at the beginning of Parshas Matos, Moshe Rabbeinu first quote talked to the Zakanim, the Nesiyim, and then afterwards to the rest of Klal Yisrael. The Gemara in Erevin even says when it comes to mitzvos, Moshe Rabbeinu he taught it four times. First to Aaron, then to his sons, and then to the elders, and then to the rest of Klal Yisrael. Then Moshe went out, and then Aaron taught it to all of them. The whole process. So usually there was an order, and yet here Moshe speaks to all of them directly. He didn't speak to the Nesim. Why was everybody together? Moshe Moshe explains why everything is together. The first phrase of our parsha captures it all. You're all here. I'm speaking to all of you. You know why? Because in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's no higher or lower, more important or less important. In front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're all Tzalem Olokim. We're all having a Shama. We're all Chelek Elokam Imao. V'ein Havdo B'neichem V'ein HaNesiyim. Sh'atem Nitzavim L'Vnei Hashem. V'ein Ano Yodim Eifu L'Havdil. Mi Yosef Chashev V'mi Pachos Chashev B'Einav. How do we know who's more Chashev in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? You know, we think one thing, but Kodesh Baruch Hu might think someone else, some, some other uh, ideas. The Gemara Basra says, Olam Hafuch, right, calls this world uh, an upside-down upside down world. So we don't know. Yitachein ma'od, kizesh ha-muchzak be'einenu l'rosh v'nasi, pachos chashu b'nei shamayim. So everyone is equal in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rashechem, shivtechem, zeknechem, shodrechem, kol is Yisrael, chotev eutzecha, shoei v'emecha, we have to realize in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we all stand together. And then he quotes from a Pasuk in Eov on line 16, Zui Gam Kavana Sheba Pasuk, Katan V'gadol Shamhu. Small and big. Ve'ever Chavshime Adonav. What does that mean? Sham, Ba'olam Ha'elyon, says Eov, Mizbarer Mihaya Ba'emes Katan, Mihaya Ba'emes Gadol. Katan V'gadol Sham, there we'll figure it out. There in the Olam Ha'emes. 
But here, Ebed Chavshi Me'adonav. Here, it's, it's, uh, doesn't work that way. Adam Muchzad Kam Kem Le'Ebed. Someone who could be an Ebed, Bemis Yosher Chavshi Mizesh Muchzad Kam Le'Adon. Right, an Ebed can be more free than a master. Who knows what's going to be? So that's what we take with us. But then says the Al-Sheikh HaKadosh, or, I'm sorry, added on, he quotes here from Rabunim. There's even a halacha that reflects that. There's a halacha that maybe we don't know who's more chashuv than others, even though we think that we know who the Gedoli Adar are and who the Pshute Am are. It doesn't mean that we don't have to give the proper covet for the people who are the Zikainim and the, and the Gedoli Adar. But, says Rabunim, in a halachic realm, again, we are all equal in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As we know, says Rabunim, line 22, Min lomod, Person can't think of themselves as, I am so great, I hold myself higher than the, than the um, average person. Why? Maybe not true. Where do we see that? We know the big three. The big three that we have to give our life for. If somebody comes over to a Jew, and says, kill Ruven or I'm going to kill you. What's the halacha? He has to be killed. What's the source for the big three? What's the source for those three halachos, those three specific areas of halacha where we say, so the Gemara has a source for Avodah The Gemara has a source for Gilead Arias. What's the source for Shvichas Damim? What's the source for murder? That if somebody says, kill you, kill so-and-so, or, or, or I'll kill you, we have to be killed. It's a svara, says the Gemara. It's logic. Not a source based on a pasuk. It's a svara. What's the svara? Famously, line 27, my chazis the damadidach sumaktfei, who literally says that your blood is redder than his. You're going to kill him to save yours? Your blood is redder? Your blood is more alive, more chashev? Maybe his blood is redder. And therefore, even if you have the tzaddik yisod olam, you have the gadol ador, who's there and asks, kill the pashut sheba amaratzim, or I'm going to kill you, what's the halacha? He has to be killed. Because when it comes to be'inei Hashem, as the Pasuk says, l'fnei Hashem alokeichem, so then we are all equal in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has his, his plan for each of us, the package that he gives each of us, the potential that each of us has to fulfill, and nobody has the same potential. And no person has ever been the same as another person in the history of the world. Even twins, even identical twins. The trillions and zillions and billions of Jews that have been throughout history, not one of us have had the same tafkid as someone else. And for eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we all stand together. Atem nitzavim hayom kolchem and that's how we have to take with us as we go into these days, not to think of ourselves as higher than anyone else, but we're on the same team. We're all nitzavim l'fnei Hashem alokechem. Okay, moving right along. Perachav now let's get into the parsha. So, little parsha, only 40 psukim, but each pasuk is, uh, is jam-packed. So at the beginning of the parsha, we have Moshe Rabbeinu as part of the bris giving Musr giving words of rebuke to Am Yisrael and warning them about what might happen in the future. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, Pasuk Yud Gimel, I am not just making this covenant with you. Those who are standing here, and also those who are not here, as we mentioned, the uniqueness of this bris, 
unlike the one earlier, is that this one is binding upon the future generations, as Rav Soloveitchik said in last week's year, that this bris is on the am, not just on individuals, and therefore it is different. But then he adds, and we'll get to the words of Rav Shradron in a minute in source number two. Says the Torah first, You remember, it's been 40 years, none of you were so old at the time, but historically, you know the nation that we're in Mitzrayim. You saw their disgusting abominations. You saw all of these items. Moshe says, maybe, maybe amongst you there might be someone who believes in this. There's a family, there's a shevet. Is anyone amongst you have an inkling, have a connection to Avodazara? Ask Moshe Rabbeinu. Maybe there's a root problem here. And somebody might say that nothing's going to happen. Moshe says, you better be careful. You better root out the root. This is Moshe Rabbeinu's warning as we continue the parsha. And ask many of the Achronim. We're going to see the words of two of them. Ask many of the Mepharshim. Who is Moshe Rabbeinu talking to here? We're talking to the Dardaya. We're talking about to the nation that's about to go into Eretz Yisrael. They've had the Mon and the Be'er and the Adonai Kavid for 40 years. What's he choshed them? He says, oh, is there, is there Avodah Zarah amongst you? Avodah Zarah? It's the furthest thing from their mind. How could there be a chashash? And the Torah even calls them, shikutseyem gilulayem. Ask for Rav Shalom Shwadron, the Magad of Yerushalayim. The Sicha Parshat Yisavim quotes here, the Eil Advar, Rav Shlesinger quotes this, that he heard it from Rav Shwadron. He talks about the message of these couple of sukim in the Parsha. And he says, you know what the message is? And we'll see it in Muduyak in the Psukim in a few minutes. The power of Re'iyah. The power of what we see. The power, maybe the most, cl- the, cl- the most clarity we have. We could hear something, we could smell something. But Chazal say a number of times, vision, enodoma shmiel Re'iyah. When we see something, it makes much more of an impression. Even if we don't realize that it's having an impression on us, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, whether it's metaphysically, that the eyes are the gateway to the soul. But says Rav Shradron, we don't realize and we have to appreciate the power of Re'iyah. Lara, which is the context here, and Latov. The Gemara even talks about Enodome, the Talmudim that sit behind the Rebbe and see the back of the Rebbe, and the Talmudim that sit in front of the Rebbe and see the Rebbe's face. Enodome, one of the Amoram once said, if I used to sit in front, can imagine how much I would have gotten. The power of Re'iyah. So says Rav Shadron, what does that have to do with these Pesukim? Boherich rabos benose ha'ashpah ha'yeshira le'itim afilu abilti murgeshes. Sometimes it's not even noticed. Shall Re'iyah sa'kilkul al-nefesh ha'adam. When we see something. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu has to tell Klal Yisrael and warn them about before they go into Eretz Yisrael. Line 5. But before, he warns them and says, this is what you're going to see in the land that you're going to, the Canaanim. He has to explain it to them. What's so bad? So I see something. Because I see a little bit of idols, because I see a little bit of inappropriate uh, items for my neshama, that's going to affect me so deeply. 
Ki alulam em lagia adlech de shafel ruchani shekazeh. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, yes. Even a door that eats the man and surrounded by the Ananei HaKavid and drinks from the Be'er Miriam. Yes, even we have to be nervous. Wow, where do you see that from the Pesukim? Turning over now. Says Moshe Rabbeinu. Hoseach Moshe Rabbeinu v'yomer line one. On top. Ki atem yidatem es asher yashavnu be'eretz Mitzrayim. Be'eretz asher avarnu be'kerav agoyim asher avartem. You know how we have how you were in Mitzrayim and you were amongst the nations there. Gamim hayazeh benigalur tzonchem. Reisem is called to avoseim ashchisusam hamusarit. You saw something there. And Moshe Rabbeinu, amazing. We don't catch it. In one pasuk here, there is a process. There is a tahalit. Let's look back at the pasuk again for a moment. It's not different things. Says Rosh Hashanah, it's one thing. What does the pasuk say in pasuk Tezayin? Vatiru eshikutsehem veeskilulehem. You saw their disgusting items. Next phrase. Eitz vaeven wood and stone. Kesef is of silver and gold, Asheri Mahem, that were with them. Says Rav Shadron, it's not three different things that you saw. You saw the disgusting things, the wood and the stone and the gold and the silver. It's the same thing. But first you thought they were Shikutsehem and Gilulehem. Because when we see something and it shocks us, so it, it's, it's disgusting, it's something we stay away from. Slowly, slowly it becomes neutralized. It becomes Eitzva Evan. And then Rachman al-Islan, it can become the opposite the Pasuk saying a process, says Moshe Rabbeinu, of what can happen if we're not on guard from what we see. Line 4. That's the first step. Rashi, he quotes. Right, we jumped away. But later on, it wore off a little bit, as everything in life wears off. The positive or negative, however you want to call it, inspiration that we felt didn't last. You don't think it affects a person if we're surrounded by, by a value system that is totally antithetical to everything that God believes in? It doesn't affect us. That's a mistake. And here he says what we just pointed out. It starts off as shikutsehem v'gilulehem. Li'achar zman. Ibatet chushas kevesev. Osam elilem. It turns into eitzva even. And finally, kesev ezahav. That's how the eitzahara works. It, 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 a little bit, it, it knocks away, it chisels away at our armor of spirituality. It doesn't all at once. It's a step-by-step, step, just like going up in Ruchnius is a step-by-step step process. It doesn't happen overnight. But Rahman al-Islam going down, if he can't get us with the big, major fall, it's little by little. We're not as mockbit on something as we used to be. Right? We felt a certain inspiration. But then it wears off. That's what happens in an ethical downturn. Betchila, first, oi, how could it be? So that's one process, going from Toeva to Eitzva Even to Kesef Izov. He says, let's continue now. Amazing. The next Pasuk, what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? And once he says it, you can't read the Pesukim without recognizing it. Pen Yeshbachem, Isha Isha. 
Maybe there's an individual amongst you. O mishpacha. O shevet. What just happened? Individual, family, entire tribe. It spreads. It's a, ca- it's a cancer. It's an infection that starts off and then it moves. Then it goes to a mishpacha. Then it goes to a shevet. And then, And then it goes. But it starts with seeing what's around us. And he says, as we just said before, there's even a halacha that reflects this idea. A halacha. Halacha in Choshen Mishpat. The halacha is, slide 22. Even if we don't realize it, as he said, this is the halacha. Two people who walk into court. One of them is dressed in a suit, very, very clean, sh- a clean, showered, combed hair, looks beautiful. And then somebody else comes in, tattered clothing, smells, is disheveled. The dying is not allowed to judge the case. Not allowed to judge the case. They look so different. You can't, it's us, sir. You can't judge the case. What if one's wearing a t-shirt and one's wearing a tuxedo? What does he have to do? Give them both the same. It doesn't matter which way. Either both lowered or both raised. That's the halacha. Ask Rav Shradron, V'davar Temahu, 27. The Gemara says, "Lamdunu Rabbeinu ki dayan ayoshev al kesa mishpah." We know the dayan, a judge that's sitting judging a case, ki lucherev munachas lo ben yarkosav. He has to feel that he has a sword on his neck. It's it's so nerve wracking. Gemara says it's scary to be a dayan. He's he's going to uh, be affected by people dressed differently. No, he's going to be focused on the case. And let's think about it for a minute. Let's any change. He's not going to remember from what that's going to help. Right now he's looking, but what if five minutes ago you know they were different? Yes. Because right now he's looking at the same level that's going to affect. And there's the sees. Just because a, a, you switch some clothing, Yishka Chadayin, the Dayan is going to affect, to, to, to forget, Esherah Kodem Lachain. He says that's the power of Re'iyah. The power of what we see. In every generation, and we might add especially in this generation where we are bombarded, we are bombarded everywhere, and there's no, none of us, we all live in the world. doesn't matter how much we try to protect but we have to make sure we realize the Koach HaRi'iyah and wh- how it affects us. Line 4, 42, 43. Right, we can't say that I'm, I'm covered, I'm, I'm protected. No, none of us could say that. He talks about the, the, the everywhere where we looked, we have to realize, to realize the Koach of the first step of what we see, and we have to surround ourselves with seeing positive, beautiful Torah, mitzvos, people around us who are filled with those values. That's what we have to make sure that we surround ourselves. One idea from Rav Shradron in terms of the Pesukah. There's even just uh, the uh, 
There's been studies done about behavior, how behavior changed in, in terms of murder rate, in terms of anything in the 1950s and the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s, when television became much more popular. There were studies done that show that society became affected. What we see affects our behavior. And it was easier to do certain things because it's something that our brain was comfortable with. We have to make sure our brain is comfortable with ruchnius, with all good things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would be proud of. Number one. Number two, the second idea, as we said, same type of question, the Dardea, how is it that they, Moshe Rabbeinu was choshed to them, that they would fall, and now we see the words of Rav Yerucham. First we saw Rav Shradron, now we see Rav Yerucham in Das Torah in source number four, and he bases it on a Gemara in Chagiga. Gemara Chagiga, source number four. Basically, it's quoting, talking about the same, the same Sukkim. Says the Gemara in Chagiga, Yesod be'inyan Torah, a Yesod in terms of spirituality. And if Yeruchim is known, anybody who has been through any parts of his Sefer, he demands a very high standard from his fellow Jews. Right, the very high standard is Talmidim, Revolbi, and others. He has a very high standard, so we have to at least shoot for, try to be Nogeya, as the Swasema says, the Chazal say, Tana one of the Midrashim. We all have to ask our questions. When are my actions going to reach the actions of my forefathers? It doesn't say we have to be exactly like my, grand, my grandfather my great-grandfather. Yagi was Loshen Nagi of touching. I at least have to be connected to their actions. If they're here, my actions have to mirror a little bit and be connected somewhat. Even if we can't be what, what the, our, our great-grandparents, our others were like, but at least connecting in that, in that chain of the Misora. So says Rabbi Yerucham, Based on the Gemara and Chagiga. Kashin liknosan kiklizahav, uklipaz. To gain something, to gain a mida, to gain a higher level, it's like buying something gold and silver. Vinochin la'abdan kiklizhuchis. But to lose it, it's like an, a breaking an earthenware clean, which was easy in those days. Even though a glass cleaf, it breaks, you know, you can put it back together. But imagine taking something like glass that breaks into a zillion pieces, try to put that back together. You know what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to us and giving us such warning? It's very hard, or it's harder, to build up. As Rabbi Yisrael Salanter says, it's harder to conquer, perfect ourselves in one midah than to learn all of Shas. To perfect ourselves. It's work. To control ourselves. To pick a midah. To pick an area that we can improve in. But once we've reached it, but once we've reached it, we have to realize and remember that we have to make sure we don't have a hesachadas. We have to make sure that we realize that we know if we blink spiritually, then we can lose it. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us. It has a quote of the Gemara at the end of Meshach Shabbos. One of the Amoraim went on vacation. And when he came back, it wasn't in familiar... Again, he might not take the Gemara literally. But even the Pasuk of Chachodesh HaZelachem, one of the more well-known Psukim, he read as a Cheresh HaSalibam. He couldn't read the Pasuk properly. This is not meant to paralyze us, says Rabbi Ruchim, but just to know 
that our avoda in life doesn't stop. Constant growth. Constant wariness of where we are up to. Line 17. Yachol adam libanos heitiv kol tzarcho. Ubetil tolechar benesiachas. Shavor yishtabal resisim. He says, he says you can have a whole zman, a whole time in yeshiva. And then one event at a time period after, if we're talking about a Benai Yeshiva, one moment, one event on a Benai Zmanim could uproot everything that was done in that Zman. Talking, but again, it applies to every stage in life. We have to realize that we need constant focus, constant growth, and constant Hesachadas. But then, he, constant uh, making sure we don't have Hesachadas. But then he quotes two points to help us conquer and succeed in this area. Number one, he says, let's go to line 25. How can we, as we've often mentioned, even I think last week, life going, is going up a down escalator. So how do we stay strong? We know if we stop, we're going down. So, so how do we do it? Says Rabbi Yeruchim. And again, this is what we think about during the time, the, the month of Elul. Who was Moshe talking to? The Torah Midbar. What did they do all day? They didn't go shopping. They didn't have carpools. So what did they do all day? They had food. They, had, they, had, they learned. So, and Moshe was still warning them. What do you see? Says of Yerachim, you see that it doesn't matter how much Torah a person knows. Rachman Laslan. And we've seen this over the past years and centuries. It doesn't matter how much Torah a person knows. That does not protect them from a potential nefila. Well, somebody can be an unbelievable go-natsum and fall terribly. And somebody cannot know so much Torah, but as much as he knows, he's a mensch, and he follows the way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Moshe wouldn't be talking to them like this if Torah was all it was it. Somebody can know a lot of Torah. But what did Moshe do? What was Moshe doing here, as we discussed at the end of last year? He's making a new covenant with them. You know what that teaches us? We constantly have to make new covenants with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does that mean? A new covenant? What do you mean? I made the covenant of Moav. We have to every day, and maybe a couple times a day, just recommit to him. Hashem, I am your Evan. To re- not to have to say that, maybe even say it, it would help. But to constantly remember who we are and what we're here in life for. And not only focused on the trees, but focused on the forest, focused on the, on the goal. Like the Sefer Bovavi Mishkan talks about in the first volume. We have to remember that life is about being an Evan Hashem. Right? We have to focus a little bit on the mitzvah and not just on the mitzvos every once in a while. We have to constantly recommit ourselves. Again, it might be in, in a tefillah, in Shema Koleinu, we could say, Hashem, I'm going to try my best. Hashem, I'm doing my best. Over and over again, whatever it means for us, whether we're just on, a, whatever the situation is. And then we're going to skip for a moment because he goes to a second point and then comes back to the first point. But if you look on the bottom, he talks about line 58. He says he was going through, at the time that he wrote this, a lot of the Sefer Yisod Vesharash Avoda, one of the greats from the previous door. Va'animish Tomeim Nore, he says, throughout the Sefer, he notes, He keeps repeating, 
he creates, writes this yesod, this of the animam, and that of the animam, Hashem's Scharba Onesh, and Mashiach, and Vachu. All these yesodos emuni, he keeps repeating. Because that's what he's doing. He's constantly keeps, keeps recommitting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what life's about. Life's about committing and committing, and sometimes we have a bad day. Sometimes we're a little off. That, that happens. But if Yerucham says, okay, you have to just get, get right back in. Right back in the driver's seat. And recommit and recommit. That's what life's about. Keeping a bris chadasha. And then just interesting in terms of historically. I don't know if Yerucham lived before the war. Uh, right before. So he writes towards the end of the piece. And then we'll come back. and look at the end of source number five. He says, and for sure, the Kfar Hutzrichu, where it's underlined, Lucrezia's bris chadasha. We always need a new bris. Umayanu kfar hanosim la America vechadome vishavim achrechen liyeshiva. Those who come to Europe to learn from America, kama min ekrises bris vechizukim in kfar tzrichim adlis kome mulas abe mechadash amaman arishon. The Yerida he writes that certain students used to have when they went out from Europe, they left the centers of Torah that were in Europe at the time, and they went back out of the yeshivas. He says. Many times students had to have another krisas bris, another recommitment afterwards. Writes in the days of old. So now, Baruch Hashem, you know, there's Torah everywhere now. Baruch Hashem, he didn't foresee the uh, unbelievable amount of Torah in America. But wherever we are, wherever we are, we have to be on, on uh, be aware of our spiritual state and not to have a hesachadat and constantly have recommitments. Second point, he says, now going back to source four, on line 32, the second point, he says, and this is Lishitaso, something we mentioned four or five years ago, but it's something that we've repeated. We have to realize, as we just said, any little bit can throw us, but we have to realize then the significance of every little action that we do. Any little thing could be so instructive and defining for us. The greats, you focused and had an accounting for every little action, every little movement that they did. He said, it's like you're traveling on a wagon. If there's a little pebble in the, in the, in the uh, street and the wheel goes on it and it breaks the wheel, a lot, tiny little thing. It could affect the whole wagon. We have to realize every little action could have such effects. And if you remember, where did Rav Yerucham say this? In Parsha Shmos, by Shifra and Pua. We mentioned that. He has an unbelievable quote in Hebrew. But he says there, great people take little things and make them great. Little people could take great things and make them little. If we have a great person, if we all want to be great, we could take any little thing in our life and we could say, Hindi Muchan Mizuman, I'm gonna do this mitzvah of not getting angry when I just missed the bus. We could use every situation in our lives for Kedusha, for a situation of serving our Kaddish Baruch, every little thing. A smile to a to a to a roommate, to a fellow a fellow Jew who's in need. And the opposite, Rahman al Islam. If we're little, we could take the most unbelievable event and just shrug it off and not have it affect us the most amazing, inspiring moment that we should all take with us and it's like nothing. Rabbi Yerucham says the same thing here. That's the second way 
to always constantly be focused when we realize what we're doing. Just to focus mo- and, and make everything that we do anyway, just to put a little more focus and recuse on it, and in that way that could affect us as well. So two ideas we just had about the beginning of the parasha, why Moshe Rabbeinu gives them such tochacha. If we talk about the Dardaya, number one, Rav Shradron says it's the kalacha re'iyah. Number two, Rav Yeruchim says it's the fact that we have to constantly be wary of our what we've achieved and do our best to, to, uh, to hold on to it. Okay, moving right along. Moving right along, we have a tupsukim later. And this will connect us a little bit to Rosh Hashanah as well. An attitude that we have to have going into Rosh Hashanah. We'll have two thoughts on Rosh Hashanah at the end, proper, but uh, this is a thought that connects to Rosh Hashanah. So the Torah tells us here in Pasik Yurches, Vahaya, Moshe Rabbeinu is still talking. When you hear all of these Allah, you heard Parshish Kisavo, we heard Nitzavim, we heard everything. Somebody might say, Shalom Yihieli, I'm okay. Peace will be to me. Ki bishrirus libi elech. I will go with the the decisions of my heart. Laman svos harava es One of the hardest phrases in the entire Torah to translate. Just what do the words mean? Laman svos harava es We discussed in the past, not this year, but uncle is Rashi. Every, just what do the words mean? Very difficult pasuk to translate, but we're not going to do that right now. We're going to focus on the first half. So what is the person going to say? Shalom yi ki bishrirus li bi elech. Says Pincus here in the Teferah Shimshon. Hashem is interested, we might say, what Chazal say, Rachman alibaboy. Hashem is interested not in our accomplishments, but in our attitude, in where and what we want to achieve in our accomplishments. And that's what this Pasuk is teaching us. It's not about our achieving the goals, but it's the goals that we try to achieve. It's all in the attitude. Says Rav, she- uh, Rav Pincus, the parashas Nitzavim here, line four, tells us, if there's an Isha and Isha, she yishmas kola tochachan ara. They hear the whole tochachan, they say, Shalom yeli ki bishrivus libi eleich, ain li malidog. I'm okay. They don't apply to me. I'm a good Jew. I don't have to improve anywhere. No, we all have to improve in each of our areas. Hashem does not like that attitude. You know what Hashem is upset about? It doesn't say here that we do Averis. What is this Pasuk telling us? If somebody doesn't think they have to improve, if somebody doesn't think that any of these warnings apply to them, I don't have to worry about it. Somebody who lacks the fact, the, the treating the days as yamim, no ra'im, as awesome days, as days of potential, that's the problem. If we go into it and we realize the power of the day, that's already most of the battle. That's already most, if we recognize that everything is decided, okay, that's, that's amazing. If we realize the gravity of the day. Hashem 
Hashem will already listen if we have that attitude. If we have some mistakes, yes, we all make mistakes and we all did things wrong. But if we have that attitude and now he's going to add and we connect to the chauffeur, then that'll help us. I think we mentioned this in a different shear uh, in the past, but it's worth mentioning again. Mashalum Adar Dome, line 17. Mashal. Liyelet Shabbat Baita Me'acheder. A child comes home from school. V'kfar Lefniyo Higiyo Hagiyo His Pika Malami L'saper Lohorim Shabbosu Ayom V'nam Lo Shate B'limudim The teacher, the Rebbe, already called the parents during the day. Your child was not it's not good today, right? It was not a productive day. He was mafria bakita. He damaged school property. He this, he that. You better have a stern talking to him when he comes home. The teacher warns the parents before the child gets home. The child really doesn't want to go home, but he knows he has to. So he has to walk in. What are we going to dock him from? What are we going to take away? Niskara, and then all of a sudden, they hear the child's probably outside walking around for a while, doesn't want to come in, and then says, you know what, I got to go in. He goes in, and as he goes into the house, by accident, he slams the door on his finger. Niskara hadeles yelet. All of a sudden, screaming, screaming, all of a sudden, there's nothing in the world except the pain of their child. All of a sudden, nothing else matters. The mother starts screaming. Unless she's a pediatrician and knows that there's nothing to worry about. Forget it. The school, the property, nothing. The child's finger is smashed. We come to Rosh Hashanah and we have mountains of sins. Lashon Hara, and Bittel Torah, and Mevaish Plechavero, and all these we come with our bags, and we come and we're nervous. But you know what we do? We just start screaming. We start blowing shofar. Hashem hears the shofar. That's it. Hashem hears the shofar. Hashem remembers Akedas Yitzchak. Hashem remembers Maimed Arsinai. Hashem remembers the Gula Hasida. Hashem remembers that and nothing, everything else pales. There's nothing else that's so important. It's like the child starting to scream. But it only works if we tap into that. If we recognize that. If we know that this is it. We know it's all Talion today. The opposite of this Pasuk, Shalom Yeli. That's half the battle, or most of the battle. And we tap into the shofar, Kaddish Baruch Hu will have Rachmanus, and in that way, we would be Zohar to getting the most out of what Rosh Hashanah has to offer to us. That's what we have to realize, and that's what we have to tap into. Okay, moving right along. An amazing, fascinating Thought coming up from the Maharal. Paraglamid Pasuk base. It's a Rashi that maybe the first half of it is famous, but the second half of it is somewhat not famous, and that kind of undermines the first half. Let's see what we're talking about. Paraglamid. Now we get into the positive. We finished the Musr, and now Moshe Rabbeinu tells us that eventually we're all going to do tshuva, we're all going to come back to Akadosh Baruch Hu. 
You will bring it back to your heart. You're going to come back. You're going to come back. You will return. It's going to be amazing. What does that mean? Hashem will help return your shvuscha, maybe kibbutz goliath. He will come back with you. Verichamecha, he will have compassion on you. Again, v'shavikibetzcha mikol ha'amim asher hafitzcha Hashem alakecha shama. The nations amongst whom he scattered you, he will help you come back. If ye ne'dak v'kseh shemayim, v'shavikibetzcha, Hashem will bring you back all to Eretz Yisrael. Rashi. V'shav Hashem alakecha shavuscha. Vishav means and he returned. Hashem returned. No, Hashem caused us to return. The hifil should be used. The heshiv, not Vishav. Why does the Father say Vishav Hashem Lokecha? Hashem went somewhere. Hashem returns? No, Hashem returned us. So says Rashi. So what did Chazal learn from this Vishav instead of a Heshiv? Kaviyachol shashchina shruya im Yisrael b'tzaras galusa. What's called shchinta b'galusa? Hashem went into Galus with Am Yisrael. He went into Galus. That's why Galus is called a Chil Hashem, because Hashem is not an Eretz Every Jew that comes back to Eretz Yisrael is called a Kiddush Hashem. We discussed that last year sometime. But when Hashem goes into Galus. And when the Jews are redeemed and return, the Torah writes as if Hashem Himself was redeemed. Hashem's going, Hashem went into Golos also. It says Hashem returned? Yeah, because He returned also. He returns when the Jews are in Golos, Hashem is with them. How do you think we survived over 2,000 years? If Akash Baruch wasn't with us, it, makes no, it doesn't make sense anyway. But we don't have a chance. Kodesh Baruch Hu has to be, right? Mark Twain, the greatest raya of a god of the Jews. Right? That shows that Kodesh Baruch Hu is between, is amongst us. So that's Rashi. V'shav Hashem alokecha shavuzcha instead of v'heshiv. But then Rashi keeps going. The od yesh lomar. Let me add something. Shegodol yom kibbutz galios ubikoshi kilhu atzmo tzorech lios ochez biadamamish. Kibbutz Goliath is so hard, so to speak, it's as if Hashem has to hold our hand and take us back. Ish, ish, mim, komo. Each person. Shenemar, as he quotes a Pasuk in Yeshayahu, v'yatem toluktu la'achad echad b'nei Yisrael. If we stop here, everything's great. No controversy. But then Rashi has one more line. V'af begoliath shar ha'umos matzinu kein. We also find the same thing by the other nations, as the Pazak says in Yechezkel, Vishavti. Question about the Girsa here. Vishavti Eshvus Mitzrayim, Vishavti Eshvus B'nei Amon, Adkan Devrei Rashi. What just happened here? For 95% of this Rashi, Rashi saying there is something unique and amazing about when Jews go into Galus, HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes with us. And when we come back from Galus, Hashem comes back with us, and He redeems us, and He's with us, and it's so amazing. And then Rashi adds, oh, by the way, the same idea applies to all the nations of the world. Amon and Mitzrayim. What? That just undermined the whole beautiful thought, the whole beautiful thought. 
asks the Maharal in the Gur Aryeh. Besifri Parzabaloscha. The Apagala Sharumos, quotes Rashi. Vim Tomar, Im Kain, Lama Darshu Chazal be Yisrael, Mashanam Ravishava, Shemalokacha, Kivan Dapasharumos Kosovkach. If it applies by the other nations, so then what's the uniqueness here? So he gives one idea, which we're not going to focus on. One idea, maybe the difference is, is that here it's Moshe Rabbeinu talking about what a Kaddish Baruch Hu does. So that's a Chiddush, that's a uniqueness. Look there in the first column, his first answer. But we will focus on the second answer, a thought that Rav, Rav Hartman writes in the footnotes, the Maharal talks about it in a number of places, and that's Yisrael and, and other places. Says the Maharal, Avodalacha ki ikar hapirush. Ki Hashem Yisbarach bara ha'olam al-sidro. Hashem created a perfectly orderly world. Or a world in perfect order. That's what Hashem did. Every single spot in the universe is filled with exactly what it's supposed to have. Every creation is in the spot or the area in which it is supposed to be. Any type of exile of any nation in the entire planet reflects an iseder. We might even call it an imperfection now in the world. Right? The Australians are supposed to be in Australia. The Italians are supposed to be in Italy. The Romans, they're supposed to be here. Every nation has, it, has its country. And that's what they're supposed to be. So when any nation comes back from Galus, it says Vishafti by any nation. Because everything indirectly affects God. Hashem created a perfectly, a perfect world in order with a specific say there. And when there's any nation in Gullus that's driven out by another nation, that's, that's East Seder. That's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. The Kasher Shavlam Kamo, and when the nation goes back to its homeland, Gam Kain, Daito Yisbarach, Shavakot, Nafashaket. So to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to has Nachas Ruach. But by Am Yisrael, says the Maharal, it's much, much deeper. Yes, that's all true. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, Kaviachol, goes into Gaulus with the Jew. Hashem is in charge of the whole world. So when any nation is off their homeland, so that it reflects an there. But with Am Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with them. Avo Yisrael, line 11. Shehagolah shalohem magia le'etzem kvodo. It directly affects HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shehashem Yisrael nikra elokei Yisrael. That's what his mahus is, whatever that means. Hashem says, the holy nation, the chosen nation, and the chosen land. And that's why he says beautifully, if you look closely at the words, one Pasik by the other nations says Vishavti. But here it says Vishav Hashem Alokech. Hashem's name is mentioned in the Pasuk. And we've discussed often, when a name is mentioned, that gives Hashivas. That gives a different identity. Remember, Shal HaMelech were not mentioned David's name. Ben Yishai, Ben Yishai. And it's all about mentioning the name. Yonasan kept mentioning David, David, David. 
So here, right, it's the Chacham in the Haggadah that says Hashem's name. The Russia does not, even though their phrases are very similar. Says the Maharal. So that already is a tip-off. Even though Geula Mesiachislo, there is a Geula But if you think about it, then, then every Jew that comes back to Eretz Yisrael brings a little more seder in the world. When a Jew is anywhere else in the world besides Eretz Yisrael, that's a lack of perfect construct. That's a lack of the structure that HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up in the world. And every time a Jew makes Aliyah, so that's bringing more Seder to the universe. That's what the Maharal is saying. In Prague, hundreds of years ago. And that's what the Guriari is teaching us. There's a difference when a Jew goes into Golis and other, others go into Golis. But when a Jew comes back, that's, that's bringing back, not just Seder, but bringing back a more uh, relating, it affects HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a more direct way. Okay. One other quick thought on the Parsha, and then we'll have two thoughts on, on Rosh Hashanah. Just a thought, I gave it to you. Uh, it's, it's a very common thought that's said by many, but um, I don't think we mentioned it in a number of years, so we'll mention it here. But the Pasuk tells us, as we continue later on in the Parsha, by Shishi, Ki mitzvah zoz, this mitzvah. As we know, Machlokas Rashi, Ra, Ra, Rashi Rabban, what is this mitzvah talking about? Rashi Kori Chazal say it's talking about Talmud Torah, the Ramban says it's talking about the mitzvah of Shuvah. Ki mitzvah hazos, the Ramban says. But either way, let's go with Rashi because that's what we're going to focus on. Ki mitzvah hazos, this mitzvah. Lo niflesi mimcha, velo rachokahi. It's not far, it's not too hard. Velo meiver layami. It's not on the other side of the ocean. Lemar, miyaver lanu elaiver ayam bikachah lanu. It's not over there. It's no, it's not up in the heavens, it's not on the other side of the world. It's right in front of you. It's easy. Either Talmud Torah or Shuvah. But it's easy. Chazal and Masechah's Erevin pick up on the language of lo Mayami. Probably the three most famous words in this whole parsha for many different contexts. Lo Mayami. Torah is not Bashamayim. Rashi quotes the Gemara in Masechah's Erevin. She'ilu ha'isa Bashamayim. If it would be, it's not in Shamayim. What does the Gemara say? If it would be in Shamayim, ha'ita tzarech lalo lalamda. You'd have to go up there to learn it too. It's not in Shamayim. Chazal Darshan from that, if it would be in Shemayim, that's where you'd have to go. But Hashem made it easy for you. If it would be in Shemayim, it would be hard for you. Asks the Olam. Asks everybody. If it would be in Shemayim, right, what it Nase, right, I didn't even read that, that part. Right, the Gemara, it says Nase Sulamos. Right, if you look uh, in the, um, now, in source number 10, did I give, did I give you, yeah. Afilu, the Medrash continues. Afilu Maya Omrim Lacha. Ase Sulamos. Build ladders to heaven. You'd have to do that. What? Makshim Kanaolam from the Shalhevis Yosef. Remember, that's the Sefer that someone wrote about, Ravavadi Yosef. He has a vart on every parsha and then relates it to Ravadi Yosef's life. So, the Shalhevis Yosef says, Makshim Kanaolam Kushik Dolavasuma. The Olam, the Velt asks, Fichim Haisa Torba Shamayim, Hayyadam Yacholal Osacharel. What does that mean? If it would be in heaven, you have to build ladders. That's impossible. You can't build a ladder to heaven. Right, they tried it once, didn't end well, Migdal Bavel. Right, did not end well when somebody tried to build the tower to heaven. So what does this mean? That oh if it would be if Torah would be in heaven, we'd have to go and try to get it down. So says the Shalhevis Yosef, says the Chavis Chaim, says all the Mafarshim, the same message. The message is even if something looks impossible, if Akarish Baruchu wants you to try to do it, you do it. And Akarish Baruchu will help. 
because it might look impossible. But if we do what we need to do and everything that we have to do, Kodesh Baruch Hu will meet us even more than halfway. Even more than halfway. As we said earlier about the attitude, Rahman Alibabai, Hashem wants us to try. He quotes from the Sabah of Navardic, line 22. I never say, could I do it, could I not do it? But I say, I have to do it, how am I going to do it? That's the difference. Not yes or no, but how. That's how we have to look at various areas of our Avodah Hashem. And then he even continues and says, turning over the page on top, he quotes a Medrash in Vayikra. Misha Tipei Shomer, someone who's silly and foolish, says, Who can learn all of Torah? Who can learn? It's, it's huge. I'm going to learn all of Shas. I'm going to learn everything. All of Tanakh. Misha Pikeach Omer, but if somebody's smart, they say, A little bit each day. Something yomi. Until I get there. Torah is huge. And every time we learn it, and somebody has, the, has had the schus of learning through Shas, right? one realizes that we have to do it again because we want to know it better and we want to remember it. And do it again. More Amkus and more. Rabbi Fran, that two CMA Shasas ago, he gave the mushal. He says, you go to a country on a vacation and you go there, you see like the major sites. You see like the two most famous sites. Then you have to leave. But then... You want to go back because then you want to you want to really get to know the country. You want to see like the little off the beaten path things, and then maybe the third time you want to go, you want to feel what it's like to live there. You want to live Babakama. We just had the schluss of finishing it yesterday, right? Not just learn it and see the famous sites. You want to be able to like be and feel like you're you're a resident in Babakama or in any mesechta or in any mitzvah. That's that's the medrash. The more we do, it might seem impossible. But it might be, seem like it's in Shamayim. But we have to do everything we can, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu will help. Kaddish Baruch Hu will give us the Koyve Hashem, or Koye Hashem, Yachalifu Kawach. Okay. Two thoughts on Rosh Hashanah. One is more Machshavati, and one is more focused on what we need to think about during Shofar. First, from the uh, the Chida. The Chida quotes is from the Ramak, Ramosha Kodavaru, the th- author of the um, of one of the more uh, well-known svarim on the Yud Gimel Midos, um, but Tomer Dvora. Anyway, so he has a simple kasha, simple question that many deal with. Wouldn't it be better for us to have the Yom Naraim at the end of the year and not at the beginning of the year? You know, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, but that's next year. It's Tav Shanayin Zayin. But, you know, we end the year without anything. Okay, we have Elul. But shouldn't we get a, you know, Yom Kippur should be the second to last day of the year. So we end the year clean with a new slate for the new year. Separate question. So Salanter, Yom Kippur should be before Yom Kippur, before Rosh Hashanah. Also a question, not for now. But the here, the, the Chidah, B'Shem the Ramah, quotes an amazing Medrash. Actually, the Chidah gives the answer. It's a Medrash in the Yalkut Shemoni. Go look it up. It's in the Yalkut at the end of Parshas Pinchas. You'll see why it's in the end of Parshas Pinchas in a minute. The Medrash tells us that Hashem really wanted to give a holiday to every month. Hashem wa- That's why it's in Pinchas. It was all about the Chagim. Hashem wanted to give a Chag to every month. So everything started off well. Nisan got Pesach. Iyar got Pesach Sheini. Sivan got Shavuos. We're on line 10. Tammuz was supposed to be an amazing day. Shavuos of Tammuz, Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to come down with the Luchos. 
It was supposed to be one of the most amazing holidays in the history of the world. Get the Luchos, go to Eretz Yisrael, boom, we're done. Geula, no Galus, no tragedies. Go straight, build the base of Migdash. But we sinned. So Tammuz did not get a holiday. But Tammuz got a fast day. Shviras Haluchos. And then what happened? Moshe Rabbeinu had to go up for 40 days to get forgiveness. And then Moshe Rabbeinu had to go up for 40 days to get a second Luchos. And he doesn't come down until after he was on our Sinai for 120 days. So Tammuz is out. Av is out. Elul is out. Finally, Yom Kippur. Tishrei. He comes down in Tishrei. So Hashem says the Medrash has to make up all the lost holidays from the previous ones, from the previous months. That's why in Tishrei we have Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot. And then the Medrash says, but that's only for Tammuz of an Elul. What about, what about me? I should have my own holiday. Shemini Atzeres. Chag It's the fourth one. Atzeres Tielachem, a separate holiday. That's the sea. That is the holiday of Tishrei. And he even gives that, this pshat to a Medrash plea. Unbelievable. The Medrash says in Eicha Rabasi, line 20. Says the Medrash, Ilu zachitem hayitem karim kivayoma zeyachapur aleichem. If you would have been Zoha, you would have been Zoha to read Yom Kippur, kivayoma zeyachapur aleichem. Achshavatem karim, chetchata Yerushalayim, you read Eicha instead. You could have read Yom Kippur laning today, but instead, you got Tisha B'Av. Ma HaKesher, what is the connection between Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur? Says the Chidot, unbelievable. What was supposed to be the holiday in Av? Tammuz was Rosh Hashanah. Av was Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur, that's, we could have had Kivayom HaZeyichapur Aleichem, but we blew it, so we had Eicha instead. That was the month that it was supposed to get. Elul Sukkis. We say, L'david, ki yispaneni b'suko, b'yomrah. Elul Sukkis. We're with Tofeif and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. That's a medrash. And that's why it's at the end of the year. It can't be at the end of the year. I'm sorry. It can't be an Elul because Elul was taken all the way, the effects of the sin of the, of the Cheta Egel. And that's why it has to be in Tishrei only in the following year. Fascinating thought. Finally, one last... Machshava, one last offering from Rav Zevin, Velatorah, Velamoadim. Something to think about during the shofar. Something to think about. And again, as I said, not sure if there's going to be another shi'at to the Chagim, probably not, but if we get in a Zosa Bracha, it'll be up, it'll be podcasted, we'll see. Okay. Says Rav Zevin, source 14. Yesh number gone b'chai ha'adam. There are some moments in a person's life, asher ha'safa ha'yoter ha'shira, there are some moments in life that cannot be expressed in words. The feelings of those moments cannot, and I might add, should not be expressed in words. Because just putting them into words might even minimize the experience. It's a feeling it's, uh, it's a recognition. There are some moments. There are some moments that we feel so connected. We feel inspired by a sheer, by, by being at, the, being at a, holy, a makam kadosh, by listening to a song, by being at a kumzis, whatever it is. All of a sudden we feel something. 
and you can't even express in words what that feeling is. And it shouldn't be expressed. It says of Zevin, think about the holiest moment, the holiest man in the holiest spot. The Kohen Gadol in the Kodesh Kodesh on Yom Kippur. What does he do? What does he say? You know what he says? Nothing. He doesn't say a word in the Kodesh Kodashim. He doesn't utter a prayer. He's mocked your Torah. And then he comes out, and on the way out, he says thank you. He says a little Tefillah Ksara, as is described. But at that moment, which is the moment he's representing all of Klai Yisrael, the highest moment of the holiest day, of the holiest place, the whole, that nothing, because you can't encapsulate that moment into words. And it shouldn't be, because it has to go to our core. It has to be something that we shouldn't be able to express. Says of Zevs, and what does the Gemara Rosh Hashanah say? Why can't we use a golden shofar? Why can't we use a shofar from a cow? Chet Egel. And what does the Gemara say? Ah, so why does the Kohen Gadol wear big days off outside the Kodesh Kadashim? Shofar is as if it's in the Kodesh Kadashim. What does that mean? The shofar is expressing, those are the moments that we should feel so deeply connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we can't even express it in words. We have to search within ourselves to try to deepen that connection to glue, to glue it that, that, that our physical body parts that Hashem himself gave us are unable to connect in that way. And that's why we just hear the sound of the shofar. And the shofar connects us without a sound. It's a sound, but it's not words. It's much more basic, and it goes to our core. And that's something we have to think about, and that's what the Pasuk says. Uba shofar gadol yitaka. Right, Kodesh Baruch Hu is described elsewhere as called Mamadaka. Right, that's what we have to realize. It's the soft. It's it's without words. Our connection to Kodesh Baruch Hu cannot be described, cannot be explained. It is something that is just existent, and we thank Kodesh Baruch Hu every second of our life for such a connection. So we should all be zoche to Ashad. All Klai Yisrael should be zoche to Ashana, Shnas Shalom, Shnas Bracha. A shana of peace, a shana of geula, a shana of redemption, a shana that we should be able to keep learning. You know, eight is lamalam and ateva. So Baruch Hashem, we just had our eighth year of learning together, lamalam and ateva. But we yearn to the day when we can all have. We spoke about before. Eno dom shmiel reia. We should be able to see each other. All of klai yisrael should be able to see each other in person, learning Torah together. Bez Hashem, as we head towards the new year of Tavshinai and Zayin. Bez Hashem, we'll pick up probably after Yontif, uh early, one of the earlier parshios with the new cycle.